we're back with a brand new episode of Back Pass with Ras. It's been a long, long time since we had a new episode. And I hope uh, wherever you are, you're all well, actually. You know, so it's been long. I mean, I hope you're all well and I hope you're doing fine. You've missed us as well. I see Ras here, your host, rocking the Back Pass with Ras t-shirt. And if you like it, you can always... Get it, it's for sale, the Back Pass with Russ t-shirt. And as you can see in my background, you can, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see in the background what we're going to speak about today. Those listening on Spotify, you can already know from the title of the show what we're going to speak about today. And I've got with me three guests that are going to speak about a team that, in actual fact, is my rivals, fierce rivals, I shall say. But we're putting rivalry aside today. And yeah, see, one of them will point to the wrong batch. <laughs> and we're putting rivalry aside today to speak about a glorious period of time for the club that is known as Juventus, the old lady of Italian football in the 90s. That's what we're going to speak about today. So we got Azari Muhammad, Pedro, uh, Pedro, Pedro Gas. <laughs> Pet Pedro Gasso, sorry. Let me get that right again. Sorry, Pet. <laughs> Pet Pedro Gosa. Yeah. Both of them are from Juventus Club Singapore. And I've got from Juventus Club Malaysia, Zaki Rashid. How are you guys doing? Yep, doing good. Anyone doing can good, answer good. this, you know. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, I good. am good. I know Pet is you good got, as well. You're good, Pet. Are you good? Yep, yep. How I'm are you good. feeling? Yep, doing great. Right. Zaki yourself, you you just off a grilling match of badminton, I hear. <laughs> it's just a 50-minute uh, matches, but uh, we still have another one hour to go. So, okay. I, hope they, they, so I hope they win it for me. La. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, it's very interesting. Let's get to the start for the three of you, gentlemen. How and why do you become... Okay, let's just say... How do you become a Juventus fan? And I'll start with Pat uh, on this instance here because we've actually got three different nations represented from the, from Southeast Asia. You've got Singapore represented by Azari. You've got Malaysia represented by Zaki. And for the first time ever on Back Pass with Russ, we've got a guest from the Philippines. So Pat <laughs> is making history on the show. Pat, Philippines and football, they're not really synonymous. They're known more for basketball. I yeah. mean, basketball and uh, what was it? Else? Baseball. That's the other sport that is famous in I the Philippines. So. Is that right? Yeah. Or basketball is the famous be, sport. Uh, it would be more of, I guess, basketball and boxing, I guess. Um, I basketball yeah, and boxing. Much, um, uh, it's not much hurt back home. Even Actually, even when I started playing football. Um, I started playing football back home when I was, I think, around 10, 12 years old. Um, mm-hmm. I studied in a uh, Catholic school uh, run by Italians, apparently. And okay. they were actually from Turin. Uh, I think the, the solutions are what um, I think that's what they call themselves. Um, mm-hmm. But then um, um, I'm a small guy. So uh, getting, a, getting a place in the basketball court back home was uh, not really a, a place for me and my friends. Yeah, it was, it was quite hard. So we settled ourselves on the field. And then that's when we started playing football. But then, um, being uh, that one is uh, for a, uh, being a football fan, but being a uh, Juventus fan, aside mm. from the Italian connection because of where where I studied, um, it was this. Um, it, I remember it was a um, 1998 uh, UEFA Champions League match between Juventus and Galatasaray. Um, okay, it was the most emphatic um, goal celebration I saw from Filippo Inzaghi. So, uh, yeah, so from then on, I was already playing football and I saw the, the celebration that he had. It was, I think it was a, it was just a group game, but then I saw the celebration that he, that he did and I started watching it. I started watching them from then and, uh, I became hooked to the black and white. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yourself, Azari? Oh, my story is, uh, slightly simpler. Uh, why I fell in love with the black and white is uh, because of one player. Not Del Piero, but uh, your your favorite player, Roberto Baggio. Because I saw him playing in the 94 World Cup 
mm-hmm. and he was such a magical player lah for that tournament. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know, I didn't know about uh, uh, back then. I didn't know that Juventus existed because okay. only on TV they they were only showing uh, Manchester United. I mean the the, the English clubs. So uh, a while later, about one year later, I stumbled upon the uh, the new paper. You know the new paper, remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I saw this team called Juventus, and I saw Bajo's name on the team list. They say, "Eh, Bajo played for Juventus. Okay, I'll 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 support this team, but I have not seen them play yet. So by chance, I saw uh, uh, I I can't remember what program it was on a Sunday morning. Highlights, uh, highlights, yeah, Syria highlights, highlights. yeah, Syria highlights. Yeah, we used to have Syria highlights uh in Singapore back then. Yeah, but I I you know, didn't know about it. Didn't didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> so all this is by chance and by by fate. Yeah, saw the highlights. Saw saw that beautiful black and white jersey. Uh, it was Kappa and Danone, I think the the mm. our current T two B league league jersey we are wearing right now, yeah. yeah. And from from then on, I just uh, fell in love with the team until today. Okay, Zaki yourself. Okay, giving as the best I, for as, the last. <laughs> as I mentioned in the previous podcast, uh, I'm start uh, watching Juventus uh, during eighty seven to eighty eight season. While I'm still staying at Johor at that time, mm. uh, I'm still a ten years old, because I'm uh, watching the highlight in the uh, SBC twelve. I I think uh, so yes. SBC twelve, yes. because and then the, the advantage when you staying in Johor because you can watch Singapore TV and Malaysian yes. TV. So yeah. there there was a Syria highlight, uh, every Sunday, and uh. I like the jersey of Juventus, the black and white. Mm. As I mentioned before, uh, because my uncle said to me, "Why you like that that team? They wear some some like like uh, people in prison. the prison." <laughs> <laughs> so that the the start I'm following Juventus. Uh, mm. but that one is uh, more on the highlight show. Mm. Yeah. So until now, it's almost. Thirty-five years old. Wow! Yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Azari, how old are you? I'm thirty-seven. Okay, close. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So even even for myself, I mean, fun fact. I mean, probably all of you know who I support in Syria. It's not your best friends. We don't <laughs> like each other, but. Uh, fun fact: When I started watching uh, Serie A highlights as well, I think most of us, uh, Azari, myself, Zaki, I think our foundation of where we started watching Italian football was that same highlights show that came on Singapore TV on uh, Sunday mornings. And uh, back then, I think my father told me this was after Italia '90, and he told me about two Italian players, Roberto Baggio and Salvato, Salvatore Schilacci. So he told me of oh, these two players, and I was watching the highlights. Suddenly, these two players appeared in the Juventus team. So I, I was actually following Juventus quite closely until Skilacci moved to Inter, and then that's where I changed to become an Inter fan. And finally, you know, that is where I started. So Zaki, you have got the longest experience as a Juventus fan. This question is for you. What was Juventus like in the nineties, before ninety four, ninety five, when they won? The scudetto after a long wait. Oh, okay. Because uh, um, I think Juventus have uh, gone through a a transition period because uh, it was uh, they was being coached by Giovanni Trapattoni for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he won everything as a coach for Juventus, and then uh, when. Uh, he quit Juve in eighty seven. Uh, Juve was coached by three different uh, Italian coach, and one of them is Dino Zoff, mm. the ex uh, Italian goalkeeper. Yeah. So between the period, uh, Trapattoni quit the the team, and until the appointment of Marcelo Lippi in ninety four, 
Juventus is not very successful uh, domestically because um, at that time uh, there was a lot of team uh, used to win uh, Scudetto. Uh, if you still remember, Napoli won yeah. twice during yeah. the Carreca and Maradona. And yeah. then uh, Milan team, the great Milan team. Uh, Milan, yeah, the great Milan. They have the Saki as a coach. They have the Baresi and then the, the three Dutchmen. And then uh, don't uh, don't forget Sampdoria team, the great Sampdoria yes. team. Okay, so Juventus is uh, before the '94 is not very successful domestically because not not because we are not very good, but the the other team is very very good. The competition mm. was tight. Yes, yes. Uh, even though they're winning the UEFA Cup under Dinozor. I think that the that the only the highlight of Juve achievement until they appoint ninety right yeah uh, that one is under Dino Dino Zor. Mm. and then uh, Juve is not won Scudetto for the eight season if I still remember uh, from the Trapattoni time and until the appointment of Marcello Lippi so uh, Juve is not really successful not because they are not great but the other team is very very great mm, okay and also another UEFA Cup that you won was in 92-93 yeah. so that's a that's a bit more closer to this period that we're going to speak about now 94-95 what do you remember about that season going into the season first of all Zaki do you think Juventus were going to win it or you thought you know let's let's give it a shot like how much do you, do you know about Marcelo Lippi as well before his appointment oh, Zaki's frozen let me just get to Azari now uh, Azari at that huh. time I think fledgling period for you as a Juventus fan how much do you know about Juventus winning the Scudetto and its importance to the club uh I mean, back 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 then, I didn't really know much about Juventus. But as I, you know, pick up all the info along the way, especially these past ten years, to you know, read up on Juve's history, that ninety four ninety five season was really the the catalyst, uh, the jump start of the successful period which Juve had for the next, I don't know, five six seasons where mm. we won the Champions League, then after that, successive uh, Champions League finals. So that was, uh, you know, after years of uh, underperforming, that squad really uh, was the... Opened up the doors, broke the mental barrier, so to speak, uh, yeah? Yes, yes, broke the mental barrier, with, uh, especially with, uh, you know, the front line of uh, Viali and uh, Ravenelli, and uh, mm. the back, Piero. Uh, she, yeah, Del, yeah, yeah, Del Piero was, you know, just just starting to, you know, emerging, shine. Yeah, 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 emerging, you know, taking over Baggio's place. Then mm. the, the midfield of uh, Conte, uh, was Deschamps there? Deschamps, if I can, if I remember correctly, a bit later uh, than 94, 95. Later, yeah, I yeah. Know, yeah, I know Conte, then uh, the uh, Shiro Ferrara, and uh, the goalkeeper Angelo Peruzzi. Yeah. yeah. So and and that and that season also they had a bit more motivation, you know, because of the unfortunate passing of uh Fortunato due to cancer. Yeah, at mm. the age of 23. So that gave them a bit of uh, extra drive, you know, to win it for him. Mm. So yeah, so everything falls into place, lah, I believe. Okay. Exactly. I was asking you this question earlier, but uh your connection got frozen for a moment. Yeah. After the ask you, going into the 94-95 season, were you, you know, confident that Juventus were going to win the Scudetto and how much do you know about Marcelo Lippi as a manager going into this season? Um, Lippi came from Napoli, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, yeah. he, he inherited a team from Trapattoni. Because mm. uh, when uh, uh, Zoff, I can't remember the name of the coach, Juve appoint Trapattoni again for three seasons. And then they won the UEFA Cup and then they appoint 
Lippi in 1945. So he came from Napoli. So we don't know how capable Lippi at that time. But uh, he managed to win uh, a double uh, domestic yeah. title. Yeah, mm. in the first season. I think they. Maybe the travel. Yeah, uh, travel is maybe the Copa Copa Super Copa yeah. Italia. Uh, uh, they they Super lost the final to you have a cup final to Parma. Parma yeah, they yeah. lost. They yeah. they lost to Parma. If not, they. Uh, won the treble at that yeah. uh, at that season, yeah. So, I think uh, the key point is uh, Lippi inherited a strong team from Trapattoni, and then mm. maybe he made a uh, big changes on the tactical things, and then uh, got a player like Viali, Ravanelli, uh, Peruzzi, the goalkeeper, mm. and then uh, I think they have the strong core of Italian football at that time. Plus, um, the import player like Deshaun, uh, Hugo, which you guys forgot about him. Yeah, Hugo, which yes, Vladimir Hugo, yeah. So five five successful season under Lippi is from ninety four to ninety nine. I yeah. think the the end of cycle is when we lost the. Uh, Champions League semi-final to Manchester United. I think that's mm. the the start of uh, downfall of Juventus because uh, Lippi had resigned, and then he was uh, replaced by uh, young Ancelotti at that time. So yeah. I don't want to talk about the Ancelotti time. I yeah. will say we know that, to talk about that as well. <laughs> so the way Lippi uh, bring the team is. Uh, Successful for me because uh, he managed to play. I I would say the sexy football, attractive mm. football, uh, attacking football. I think which is a uh, uh, different than Italian Catenaccio style. So mm. it was uh, interesting to watch Juventus in the nineties. Yeah, I would say yeah, very interesting. Okay, Pat, yourself, you were, by the time you became a fan, Juventus were already on this run of success, on a successful run of winning trophies season after season, major mm. trophies as well. What was your memory of uh, Marcelo Lippi in that time, in his first spell as Juventus manager? Because obviously, we we all know he had a second spell at the club. Um. For for that one, I won't be able to say much, unfortunately, because um, at that time when I was um, starting football, I was really just you know um, watching the games, watching more of the highlights. Um, mm. Back in the Philippines, there were there wasn't really much of um, um, coverage. Um, YouTube wasn't, of course, wasn't uh, wasn't available. Um, cable wasn't uh, really wasn't that much available back then, so um, I would only be able to watch glimpses, and of course. Um, as they mentioned earlier, most of the leagues that were uh, really shown at that time were more of the Premier League, and so mm -hmm. um, uh, I just stuck to uh, um, watching Juve. But then um, it was a bit limited for me compared to um, what you guys were able to watch from uh, from here in Singapore, especially in Malaysia as well. Yeah, so um, I won't really be able to um, say much from uh, from that side. Yeah. All right. Okay, Zakim, at that, at that time, you know, 94, 95, when they won the league, I'm uh, just curious to know how do you manage to catch any of the matches live? Because I know from Singapore, we managed to catch matches live on Indonesian TV. Azari, not sure you remember, but we used to put an antenna out and get yeah. the matches. But I mean, back then, it was, it was more like a, you know, like a lottery to watch these matches. You do not know which match is going to be shown live. It might be your team, might not be your team. You just turn on at you know 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., whichever time it is. And that also, we do not know about things like, you know, the daylight saving and at a certain time, the matches will kick off a bit later. So we had those kind of challenges, I remember, when watching Surya A from Singapore. For yourself, from Malaysia, do you have... Uh, how do you manage to watch uh, Juventus play or was it solely based on highlights? It was solely on highlight because... Uh, Malaysian TV started to show the 
the I think the live match um, during the 90s, right? Yeah, uh, un un unless there was a Champions League final, uh, then there will be a live telecast. Mm. So that one is that's why I managed to watch uh, every single game on the Champions League from 96 to 1999. Uh. So uh, I watched the three final and then I watched the semi-final defeat to Man United. Mm. So at that time, we uh, uh cannot get a, a live telecast match. Uh, telecast, okay. Yeah, it's just a highlight show. Mm. And and for your feelings as well, when Juventus became champions in 94-95, what was your feeling like? What do you do, in fact, at that moment of time? Were you like running around in, in your... Uh, Taman, I presume you're staying. Uh, I uh, I managed to bought a, a Juventus shirt at that time. Uh, there was a, a gift from my uncle because okay. he know that I'm a Juventus fan. So, um, okay. Okay, Zaki. Uh, I buy you a Juventus shirt. I think that uh, is a fake jersey, but I think they're the start of... Uh, <laughs> I think that's a good memento from my uncle because it's very hard to find the Juventus fan at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can understand that. <laughs> but even then I think I mean I remember having owning a lot of these fake jerseys earlier in my life when I was a kid as well. Because one reason was they it was too expensive for my parents to afford to buy an original. And even the yeah. fake ones were like the original. The only difference was the badge. You didn't get the, you know, whatever uh, kit sponsor as the badge. You had something called Ul Sport or some Unisport or something that was, yeah. that replaced mm. the yeah. Adidas or Nike or whatever uh, logo uh, kit sponsor that, that team was wearing. So I remember those days as well. But it's, it was still as good as the original, I feel. That's my opinion. Uh, moving on now to the finals, the Champions League finals, three successive finals. Go go to the good memories first for you guys. Winning it in 95-96. So, Zaki, you know you've watched it. Azari, do you watch that final? No, I watch. But unfortunately, I watched all the finals which we lost. The one which oh, okay. we won, I missed it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's tough luck, man. Zaki. Yeah. <laughs> you watch you watch the final. How that unfold for you? I think the first final is a evenly contested final because uh Ayak team is uh, represented by the great young uh Dash talent. Yeah. When mm. the uh, champions as well, right? Defending champions. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Defending yeah, champions. De defending champions. They had beaten Milan the season before. Yeah. So when Ravanelli scored the first goal, I think the, first, mm. the advantage of that game is being played in Rome. So, yeah. Rome. Yes. Then uh, Juve scored first through Ravanelli and then Lipmanian scored the equalizer because the mistake from Peruzzi. Mm. Uh, there was an evenly uh, match by both teams and then the, the penalty is a lottery. Lah. Yeah. Uh, so it was a good feeling for me because uh, we haven't won the Champions League for the for the past twelve years. Mm. I think so, mm. twelve years. Eleven, so, eleven, eleven years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a good memory for me for the first Champions League uh, success as a fan. Mm. Yeah, you know then, what memories uh, stays with me from that final. It was Juventus players stripping off their shorts and dancing in their underwear. <laughs> White underwear, dancing in their underwear. And I don't know where the shorts were, but they had their tops on, but their shorts, they were shortless. I was like wondering, yeah. what are these guys doing? They yeah, look, I think they look that, that is gross. a tradition. I think yeah, that is a tradition. Italian thing. Yeah. yeah. So every <laughs> time you finish your season, uh, then the fan uh, go to the field and then us everything from the player, even the yeah, shot. Yeah, the I think. That, that, yeah, I think that the way how the Italians celebrate 
dia dia winning lah. Hmm. I remember uh, in uh, recent memory uh, Mirko Vucinic did the same thing. Throw <laughs> yeah. his shots, throw his shots to the to the stands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember that as well. Yeah. So <laughs> now the bad memories, Azari. You you watch all those that they lost. Yeah. Tell us about uh, it. We start with 90, okay, 96, 97. You lost to Borussia 90s. Dortmund. Yeah, uh, for that match, uh, I, I was think you Juventus were favourites to to yeah, reach yeah. Uh, to win that. Yeah, because uh, Dortmund wasn't particularly, you know, a strong team. Yeah, but, yeah they yeah. were not fancied. Yeah, well, not fancied. So, I believe we were a bit, uh, you know. Overconfident, ah, same, hmm. same thing like in the uh, Milan and Barcelona 4-0. I have, I, hmm. I believe it was that kind, of, same kind of situation where you know the hmm. dominant team just need to show up, and you know, just after that just collapse. But uh, after watching the Del Piero goal with the that 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 back heel, back heel I thought, yeah. uh, I I thought we were picking up. I think we can equalize and even win this. Sekali that guy was his name. Last uh, weekend, ah, weekend, just come in as a substitute. I think this is this is first touch and lock. First Perutri, touch, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, and I, I told myself, ah, uh, that's it, lah. That's it. <laughs> that goes. That goes our game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the next one now. Um, uh, this for the two of you, Zaki and Azari, against. Uh, 97, 98 against Real Madrid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zaki can go first. Okay. Go first? Because Azari's got his uh, kid there. <laughs> in the 90, uh, when we lost to Dortmund, one thing that uh, the, the, the tactical analysis made by the the pundit, Juve lost that game because uh, Zidane is highly marked by hmm. the Dortmund midfielder, the Scottish midfielder named Paul Lambert. Yeah, so, Z- so Zidane can uh, go his usual game because he was highly marked by this Lambert fellas. Mm. And then uh, I think um, maybe uh, the loss is contributed by the fact that the the venue of the game is in Munich. One. Mm. And then uh, Karl Henrikler scored in quick succession during the first half. So okay. I think you will have to pick up the the thing in unusual fashion, the like they usually did. So that's why, uh, even though Del Piero scored uh, the first goal, I think it's a bit late to get uh, the momentum. So that's okay. why we lost the the ninety six ninety seven final. Yeah. On the ninety seven ninety eight. For me, it was a it's a below par performance from Juve. I think from both team because Juve versus Real Madrid, they never faced in the final. So mm. maybe a bit cautious. Then also, I, I remember Juventus going into the final were quite heavily fancied. I remember they completely yes. tore Monaco apart in the semi-finals. Yeah. Yes. So we lost the game because. Uh, lack of concentration uh, for Miatovic goal. Uh, mm. I think he's was, a bit lucky. Was offside goal. Yeah, offside goal. Offside goal. I, I'm going to ask you guys, what, do you think it's offside? Obviously, you say yes. Yeah. Obvious, obvious offside. If yeah, VAR was, if VAR was, uh, has already existed, uh, I think we have won uh, the Barcelona final and the Real Madrid final. Yeah. <laughs> So it was a subdued performance in the 97-98 final for me. For me, it's not a good performance by Juventus, even though they are the favorite team to win it. Mm. Okay, and, and, that, by... and, and that's that's a story for Juventus in finals, European finals from then on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is true because uh, since then Milan has won two Champions League finals. Since you won your Champions League. Inter has won one, so <laughs> it's been the butt of jokes, guys. Yeah. But, uh, by ninety seven, ninety eight, were you already a fan of Juventus or not yet? 
Um, I think it was it was after that, I believe. Nine ninety eight, ninety nine, then. Mm-hmm. Around there. Yeah. Okay. So that was when uh, Inzaghi and all talking about players now, Pat. Because you've been mm. quiet for a long time, you <laughs> you've not been able to contribute. I understand your pain. So I want you to start with talking about players with you, Pat from ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay, let's just start from your era, ninety eight, ninety nine. What are the players that you have, you know, that you feel have caught your eye the most? Um. Okay, uh, actually, from that time, because the thing is, the discussion is around nineties, uh, so um, I was a fan more of around, around after that. But then, um, I guess, uh, when I became a fan, it was more of uh, I didn't really, I didn't really know um how to play that good back then. So I was really attached more onto um Inzaghi at that time. Um, but then after that, of course, uh, I started playing more of uh, started playing defensive. So it's um, it's now more of the the defenders. So um, uh, as I said, I did really I wasn't really able to watch that at that time. Most of my exposure was around after that would be the two thousand maybe even two thousand ten above. Um, but then um, I would remember more of uh, maybe uh, Montero. Around there, um, won't really be able to say much aside from the intensity and the aggressiveness that I saw before. Um, that's but it um, that's more of how I play, and uh, so maybe that's how I uh, that's how I uh, that's how I really just um, attached them, the, saw myself in them. Uh, yeah, but then um, if if you're going to ask me about players, it will be more of the after the twenty ten and uh, over the. Uh, that's why I'm not able to um say much about what you're discussing, what what you guys are discussing now. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just happily listening to the to the expertise that you guys have. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's good enough, man. That's good enough. At least you have some memories of players from that era. Azari, yourself, who would you say was the underrated player? For Juventus in that era, I mean, we all know about all the best players that Juventus had. Your the late great uh, Gianluca Vialli, Ravanelli, mm-hmm. Del Piero, of course. Um, who else? Momentarily, Baggio as well. He was more pre ninety four, ninety five, and uh, yeah. yeah, Zidane. All these great players Juventus had. We all know about these guys. But which player you felt was underrated? Not really, you know, spoken a lot about, but you felt really crucial for Juventus. Uh... For me, it would be Gianluca Pesotto. Mm. Yeah, such a, he's like the tennis win of uh, Juventus in the nineties. You know, just yeah. does his job, simple, effective, get on with it. No, 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 no flashy stuff. Nothing just, fancy, you know, yeah, yeah, no, nothing fancy. Simple football, get the job done. Mm. And, okay. and a very loyal player to Juventus. Mm. All right, Zaki, you want to add anything to that for underrated players, or can I move on to overrated I, players? Uh, I agree with Asari on uh, Pesotto, and then I want to add one more one more guy with uh, because Juventus have a strong midfield at that time, and one of the underrated players is Angelo Di Livio, the little mm. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very um, hardworking man. Uh, yeah. He seemed like um, who's the Milan guy? Gattuso. But he's mm. not robust yeah. as Gattuso. <laughs> but he's a bit intelligent uh, midfielder for Juventus at that time. Yeah. True. Okay, good shouts. Um, overrated player. Do you think there was anyone that you felt or oh, this guy maybe is a bit overrated in that period? Ah. I know it was a successful period, but do you think there was someone like that? Um, I would say that because uh, these three guys has played for Juventus for the short period, which is uh, Alan Box Six, Christian Vieri, mm. and then uh, Paulo Souza, the Portuguese guy. Yeah. Uh, but they they were good lah. They were good. They weren't overrated. They, they were they were good for me lah. They were. They was good because they came after the 95-96 triumph. 
but uh, they didn't manage to win with Juventus. Uh, maybe because uh, we are very unlucky team, team uh, during that period. And who would you say was your favorite player in that period? Oh, me. Yeah, anyway, Azari and Zaki, both of you have some time to think about it, but maybe let's go with uh, Azari first then. <laughs> oh, my favorite player, of course, the, the best number 10 in Juve history, Alessandro <laughs> Del Piero. Who else, man? <laughs> Why did I even ask? <laughs> I should know this. Uh, yourself, so, uh, Zaki? Uh, sorry, sorry, to go back to the underrated player, was uh, Darko Kovacovic? Did he play in the 90s? I don't yeah, know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. fancy him then. Yeah. It's 90s. 90s. 90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, him. I mean, I don't know what he bring to Juve. I was what? Underrated? Uh, overrated. Overrated, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zaki, it's yourself. A simple question. Easiest question, easiest question is, of course, Alex Del Piero. Okay. <laughs> Disappointing. He's a, but okay. he's a loyal guy. Loyal guy and a Mr. Juventus. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think he played his best football for Juventus. There's no doubt about that. He was Juventus' best player for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about that. Ah, uh, Right, moving on. Okay, we've all spoken about Lippi and what he won. Let me just give you a lowdown of what he won in his period from 94 to 99. Three Scudetti, one Coppa Italia, two Supercoppa Italiana, one Champions League, one UEFA Super Cup, one Intercontinental Cup. That's what... He has won at Juventus between 1994 to 99. Great memories, guys, from that time. Definitely. Yeah, winning winning trophies. But besides, okay, let's just talk besides Lippi. The people who made it possible as well, the directors of the of Juventus Football Club. What do you guys gonna say about them? The directors uh, uh Batega. What's the other one? Uh, Moji. Who's the Controversial other one? Moji. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's, they call it the Trinity. Oh, I don't know. I can't believe I forgot the other, the last guy's name. Saki, do you remember? Who's the third guy? I'm Pat, thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> Moji. Bottega. I can't remember the other ones. Let me look at it as well. And what about your owner, Giannini Agnelli? Yeah, of course, he he lives and breathes the club. He is the Mr. Juventus, right? Yeah, I mean, of he's course. the original he's the original Mr. Juventus. And his uh, adopted son is Del Piero is second, of course. Hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. And also, I I just want to point out one player, Edgar Davids. What do you thought about him in his time at Juventus? Oh, explosive player. Explosive player, of course. And Zidane, you, you felt Zidane played his best club football at Juventus or was it at Real Madrid? I think a lot of people believe he played his best club football at Juventus. Hmm... Uh, for me, I don't know. I, I feel he played better in Real Madrid. I think because okay. the league is easier for him. Uh. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For, for me, sure. Yeah. For me, I think Zidane played a good uh, his football uh, during the Juventus time because when he uh, came to Real Madrid, they have the the Galacticos uh, philosophy. Mm. So. So they have to stick to the player wherever they put their position into the field. So Zidane, during the, I think the the, the last season in Madrid, is playing even though 
as a defensive midfielder. So we didn't saw his ability so much. Unless he he play for France team, French national team. And then hmm. we we can saw his uh, abilities. Yeah, abilities, yeah. Not Real Madrid. Of course, he won the Champions League, but I think during the, his time in Juve, he played the good football, the best football. Hmm. Okay, and the the name of the missing director is Antonio Giraudo. Ah, yeah. Giraudo, Giraudo. Giraudo. Yeah. 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 So, Giraudo. how crucial were these guys for Juventus in terms of you know signings, selling players? They were crucial, Azari. of course. Uh, great scouting. You know, one uh, players like Boxic, uh, Vieri, Paulo Sosa, all good players left, but you know, replaced with. Equally capable players, so uh, the scouting was there. The 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 structure of the club has always been there, which uh, what we were missing last season, of course. Just to sidetrack a bit, uh, they maintain that uh, always always remind the team that winning winning isn't everything; is the only thing that matters. Yeah, so. History always, always, they always uh, remind remind the players that you know you must win, 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 and nothing else, nothing else, nothing else, but only win. <laughs> okay, Zaki. Uh, I think the the management team should play the vital role in acquiring a good player for the for the club because, uh, okay, let's say that I have to say this. Uh, during the past four season, why Juventus failed miserably? Yeah, because uh, I think they they buy a wrong player. It's not it's not because they don't have money, but they buy the wrong player. So mm. during the monkey monkey time, Marota time, uh, they bought uh, a suitable player for the club. So that's why you be a bit successful during the time. Hmm. It's not the it's not the during the three four season ago. Hmm. Okay. And what legacy would you say this period of time ninety four to ninety nine under Lippi with these directors that you've mentioned, with Agnelli, the senior Agnelli in charge of the club? What legacy do you think this has left for the club? So uh, a legacy to me that's uh, like a, a period of uh, you know like a dynasty lah. you know like mm. our current uh, pre I mean a recently the nine nine in a row scudetto. So mm. for that period was we won scudettos, we won uh, Champions League, we won uh, Coppa Italia's, we won uh, Super Coppa, we won the Intercontinental Cup, we won what was just everything in front of us. And teams were, you know, were afraid to face us. Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, our our team was so well structured, you know, well oiled that you know, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, modeled his uh, menu team with this uh, the 90s Juventus, the Lippi Lippi Juventus. Yeah. So that yeah, was for uh, sure. really, yeah, really that shows that how great we were back in the. 90s. Yes, hmm. actually, actually, we are the team from the other planet during the 90s. <laughs> People afraid of us, and I remember that we beat Milan six one in San Siro. Yes, yes, yes. And then, <laughs> and then we beat PSG. I was the match uh, during the Super UEFA Super Cup. Super Cup. Super Cup. Six one, six one. So people afraid of Juventus. So it was uh, um, interesting to watch Juventus, but I think they should be done better on the result. I mean, uh, if we can uh, win the Champions League in a row, this then yeah, in a row, so, something yeah. like what Milan did. You you mean something like what Milan did with yeah. time in the nineties yeah. and uh, late eighties. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. 
Okay, Pat, now this is something up your alley. We'll talk about Gianluigi Buffon. Now, we all know he just recently retired. Mm. Tell us about Gianluigi Buffon at Juventus, your memories, and uh, yeah, what you got to say to the big guy. It's not like um, he's dead, but his career is <laughs> over. But yeah, hopefully he's listening to this podcast. So, you know, you can uh, share your views on Gianluigi Buffon. Yeah. I mean, of course, a very big thank you to Buffon. I mean, um, uh, when I started out um, as a fan, of course, he was already he was uh, he was already there, and uh, a very big uh, con- contribution uh, contribution. Um, especially, I think um, if if going back to just recent memories, um, the 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 what's this one? Um, the scoreless uh, the the one where where in he had the the longest uh, I think around nine hundred minutes. Without conceding uh, a goal, uh, yeah, without conceding a goal, yeah. So that was that was really great, and uh, we were um, we, at that time the the Juventus club uh, Singapore was um, was very active in watching every game, and we were watching every time that uh, um, every save that he did, just to be able to keep that nine hundred plus minutes um, intact. And then um, I think just going back to the question before, um, just just sidetracking. Um, of the legacy that was left by that '90s dynasty, I think um, it was a lot different than what we had during the 2012 onwards when we won that um, nine scudetto. Because um, the Syria at that time was um, very strong. Uh, yes. Syria at that time was uh, very different from the one where we, from the one that we won from 20, yeah. 2012 onwards. So it was something that everybody was um, looking at as a model that team and then uh, that period of course they um, we lost um, uh, two fi- uh, two finals but then that was three consecutive finals um also uh, at that time uh, when we had the ninth scudetto we also we also i think uh, lost two finals um, yeah. yeah but then uh, as i said um, that's one. That's uh, that. That's a time that um, current fans or maybe fans around the 2012, 2020 time would be able to uh, was able to look forward to or uh, to look back onto because everyone that we knew who knew the history was always talking about that time. Okay? Mm. And then um, going back to going back to the uh, to Buffon. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to meet him with the time that when they when they when they went here. Um, yeah. I was on. I was on the other side. I was at. Um, I was at Kalang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was, uh, was one of the. I think there were there were only four of them who met. Uh, who was there? Met him. I was very, very, very jealous of that. Um, but then, of course, what do you mean by you on the other side? What's the story about Azari? Tell me uh-huh. about the story. What, what does he okay, mean by you uh, on the other side? So uh, um, back in twenty nineteen, we had two meet and greet sessions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they, but they, they didn't tell which they didn't tell us the organizers didn't tell us which players were turning up for each uh, session. So okay. one session was in Sentosa, the other session was in Kalang Wave Mall, the okay. Western Corp. Okay. So me and me and Chris, we just since uh, he was my vice president, I'm the president. I say, okay, I take one, I take one session, you take one session. So I gave him a choice first. Uh, so you want to go to the Sentosa or you want to go Kalang? He picked Kalang. Okay. Then uh, we divided. Okay. Since uh, Kalang had how many, how many, how many members, how many members can attend? 15, is it? 15? Around there. Yeah. There, there was Around a lot there, of 15. Like yeah. yeah. 15. And the uh, Sentosa uh, was only allowed uh, six. Four. 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 Four or five. Uh, I can't remember the Around exact number. There. Yeah. So it was just a, a lottery. Lah. So... Oh, oh. Yeah, so we divide. We we asked to we, Kalang, uh, and he missed. Buffon yeah, appeared he, in Sentosa. Okay. Kalang, we had Pianich and Desilio. Yeah. Pianich and Desilio in Kalang. Oh, Desilio. So I I I managed to catch Buffon, Higuain, Ruga, Ruga, Rugani, Rugani, Kelik, and Matuidi. And uh, mm. Rabio, mm. Mm. yeah. So I, I was the, I, I, you know, I hit the lottery on, on that day, lah. 
Okay, that's nice. Nice a uh, side story. Nice experience yeah. as well to share with us. Really yeah. uh, tough luck, bad tough luck. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, hopefully now he's retired. He might just pop up in Singapore for some holidays. Yeah, you, you might see. You never know. Yeah. Probably. I I might, might be lucky. Up. Yeah. I might be Zaki? lucky because uh I managed to watch uh, Buffon uh, in person during my mm. trip to Turin in 2014-2015 season mm. where we managed to reach the new Champions League final versus Barcelona. Okay. So it's a he's a tall uh, tall figure commanding figure on the field. So, I would say that he's the most iconic goalkeeper of all time. People yes. know, around the globe know who is Gianluigi Buffon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, he's the most iconic goalkeeper in the world. Without yes. doubt. So, I sure. be, I'm a bit lucky because I managed to watch him uh, like. on the field. Yeah. So you were just behind his goalpost? Uh, I managed to get a picture with him when the oh. bus arriving from the from the tunnel. The, the tunnel, yeah. The tunnel. And then I sit on the corner flag. Okay. Yeah, because that was the, the family section. Me I and see. my wife. Yeah. So my wife is a big oh. fan of Juve because uh, of oh. Buffon because uh, because she said that Buffon is very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was back then when I think uh, Italian footballers were all considered yeah. handsome players. Right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of girls were yeah. crazy about Italian footballers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can't say that today. Uh, but, yeah. Pardon? Your wife loves Inzaghi? No, no. My, my auntie. She Your really auntie. fell in love with Inzaghi in the 90s. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I hope okay. it's Simone Inzaghi. <laughs> No, no, Filippo, Filippo. Okay, Filippo. okay. I thought Simone. <laughs> okay, uh, Zani, yourself now. Last one. You met the guy, man. Buffon. How's he as yeah. a person? Uh, very, very jovial. Very fun. Uh, he had shades I on that, that day, I remember. Yeah, he had shades on. Uh, and there were some I, doubts on whether he was okay or not. Probably, I, probably he was a bit high, I think. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he didn't really show it, but he was happy to be there. He showed that he was excited to be in Singapore uh, the second time. So, uh, managed to snap a picture with him and I got a Buffon jersey with his signature on. Mm. Uh, I also managed to see him live play, uh, play live, but it wasn't a competitive match. Uh, okay. Uh, the first one was in 2014 and the other one was 2019. Uh, mm. then, uh, when I went to Turin in 2019, our goalkeeper was uh, Chesney uh, and Buffon uh. was playing in PSG. So, uh. a bit unlucky there. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, managed to meet the, you know, greatest of all time for mm. goalkeepers. So, mm. I consider myself very lucky. Mm. All right. Thanks for sharing your memories of uh, Gianluigi Buffon. Of course, I'm, I'm an Italian fan. So Buffon yeah, has been a long time. He's been a the number one goalkeeper. I remember when he emerged at Parma. I think from that moment, you know, this kid was special. And yes. Italy always had some great goalkeepers as well in those days. But you just know this kid had something more, something extra. And true enough, you know, longevity in his career. Look at how long he lasted. And he's not... I always say this. He did not last until 45 by just being a cheerleader in the dressing room, yeah. like a certain suite who was a cheerleader <laughs> in the dressing room in his later part of his career. But he was actually playing first-team football. Yeah, he played. Okay, yeah, not for Juventus, at least then he went back to Parma, played there as well. So, yeah. kudos to him. Mm. And uh, well-deserved uh, rest as well. Now he's with the Italian national team. Good choice he made to join the Italian national team. And hopefully he can guide Italy to greater honours in the future. Yes. So guys, your the, the Serie A season is going to start next week. Uh, or rather, when this episode goes live, in this week of the episode going live, Serie A would be starting. What's your expectations of the season ahead? Let's go with Pat, because we've not heard much about Pat from Pat. So let's go, Pat. 
Um, looking forward, very looking forward. Um, I think there. Uh, I hope. I hope that the, there's a possibility of us trying to bring in um, uh, new blood. Oh, Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 you, man. Why is that even in a conversation? I don't. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I don't think we will be very. Um, people We're will be very. Yeah. So uh, hopefully not. Um, the thing is. Um, we try to uh i think the management is a bit patient with a lot of um, with a lot of players um looking at uh Blahovic, um he does have a lot of uh, he does have a lot of potential it's just that he needs more service he needs to be more consistent um good thing that milik is there he needs a different manager that... i think sorry he needs a different <laughs> manager i hope um a manager would be a, a different conversation <laughs> overall um, I am glad that we got Nick because uh, he was, um, I think, in a way more consistent. Um, I thought that uh, we were we were uh, we were going to get him. Um, Keen, hopefully, he, he gets he gets to be more consistent. Um, some players up front just needs to be uh, more consistent. Uh, um, I um, it's just that the midfield I think is still not yet there. Uh, by now, I'm not sure if you if you still continue playing or or I don't know, just keep doing his TikToks. Um, hopefully he gets he gets more um healthy, um injury free as the season goes. Uh, sorry, this look you you're talking about Pogba. Uh, yeah, Pogba. So, hmm. we haven't really seen him. Um, mm. People were really expecting a lot. He played one of his best. Uh, he played his best football, uh, football, I believe, when he was um, uh, back Juventus. in Juventus. Yeah. yeah, compared to compared since he, to, I think uh, since he left uh, Juventus, not many people have down. seen him. That's he a was fact. on a downward slope at that. So there were there were glimpses, but then um, um, he he I think he really flourished at Juventus, and hopefully, hopefully, yeah. um, all of those uh, being flashy aside, he would be able to regain that. Um, for the for the for the for the defense, um, I'm not too sure yet what to say because we've really lost a lot. Um, I mean, um, let's say, uh, was really was uh, was good, but then he he was also on a downward slope, I think, and I think they need more of a um more uh a leader with more of a better personality. Um, I'm not sure who who that would be for now, but then I hope that would be someone from the from the defensive side as well, because that that by right that's what we that's what we are known for. That's what I um, one of the things I I loved to be um, back then was for their uh, was for their uh, defense. Um, I'm not so sure what's happening on that side yet, but then hopefully we can also pick that up aside from aside from just picking up uh, on the offensive side. Um, but then really still uh, looking forward. Um, also looking forward to, uh, from what I've heard, uh, Jeep will not be the sponsor for the next next season. So <laughs> maybe uh, looking for, I don't know, better... Sony! Sony! <laughs> so anyway... Um, what do you say, Azari? Sony... We've got oh, Sony. Okay, bring Sony uh, back. Uh. Our yeah. sponsor should be Sony and Kappa again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, for for the for the keeper side, uh, that one also I'm not too sure yet. Uh, we kept Perrin. Um, Chesney has also has been consistent, but then um, hopefully we can find a much 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 um better uh. Player for uh player over there for now I think uh Stephanie would be more of just like a uh, um just like a holding position just to just to keep it there um I'm mm. not too sure yet but then hopefully uh hopefully we we just start over we just need we just really need to be able to start over maybe put our minds away from the Euro- uh, European competitions just focus on the uh, the domestic competitions for now win the cup win the league. And then uh, just start that, um, just start it all, all, all over again. Yeah. Okay. So Pat's gone mm. in real detail here. Um, Azari and Zaki, you got anything to add to what Pat has to say? Azari yeah. first. I mean, uh, okay, again. 
believe me, I tell you this, Juve will win the Scudetto next season. That is Allegri special. We don't have European competition to worry about. One week again, mm-hmm. most of his midfielders are the same ones last year. Mm. He's re- yeah, he's finding the spine of the team, which when he took over, you know, Kialini was, uh, you know, wasn't hundred percent. Borucci was downward spiral, you know. Mm. So he's re- he got the spine there with the with Danilo, uh, Locatelli, Rabio, and hopefully lah, Blahovic turns up. And mm. to to add on, you say Lukaku. I don't mind Lukaku at Juventus, personally. He's a good striker. Not a great striker, but he's a good striker. I don't... I, I mean, people, Juve like, fans... Who, Lukaku means he lose Vlahovic. I think that's how it's going to look like now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, if if that's happened, if that happens, I mean, you know, just do with the best with what you have. And Lukaku is a clinical striker. No doubt, with some, you know, some uh, point-blank misses, but he does give you goals. Okay? If he comes, of course. Uh, other than that, uh, the midfield will be a bit more stronger with Pogba healthier, hopefully. Uh, playing a 3-5-2, uh, good youngsters. So, the squad will be, will be, you know, then will be good for the next at least 3-4 seasons. Ealing Junior, Rovella, Miretti, Fagioli, Sule, you know, all these are promising young players. With no, with, the most important part is no European competition. Milan is uh, a bit underwhelming last season, but they also mm. have a good squad with new good acquisitions. Napoli with a new manager, who we I believe none of us fancy him, Rudy Garcia. Uh, the one which uh, worries me is uh, Inter Milan, but with Inter who has Champions League to worry about, I believe. From last season, we saw how inconsistent they can be. So, we can mm. capitalize on that. So, that's just my thing. True. Okay, Zaki? Um, by hook or by crook, we have to to win the Scudetto and Coppa Italia. Because we don't have the continental commitment. People mm. uh, play no, after, uh, always fresh. Once game a week. Uh... So I think Allegri have to find the the good tune for Juventus uh, tactical approach because uh, they uh, because he have the same squad from the last season and uh, I think you will have to find one uh, lively midfielder uh, the rumors of Sofian Amrabat I think is a good acquisition for Juventus because we need someone who can run uh, have a lively game uh, to change the, the direction of the team. I think Juventus have to buy one more midfielder. I think on the defensive side, uh, on the goalkeeping is 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 okay. Um, and I hope that Kiesa will find his form again. Uh, mm. People talk about Vlahovic, Vlahovic, Vlahovic. Uh, okay, Vlahovic is Vlahovic because uh, hopefully he can uh, uh, forget about uh, his performance last season. I think if Kiesa can uh, bring his A game, then I don't see that Juventus cannot win the Scudetto. Mm. All right, guys. You guys are really optimistic looking ahead to the season. I wouldn't say I wish you well, but good luck <laughs> for this season. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, guys, been very nice reminiscing about the past as well. I hope it's been nice for you. And Pat, I hope it's been nice for you to listen in to two legends speaking about yeah. Juventus in the past. Uh, yeah, so... Pat is older than me, you know. Pardon? Pat is older than me. How can I be his legend? <laughs> you are a legend in a different way, bro. So... Anyways, guys, uh, whoever is listening in to this show, if you are in Singapore and Malaysia, you do not know where to find your fellow Juventus fans, I will post the link on our YouTube page together with this episode as well as our Spotify uh, page as well together with this episode. And then you can find these guys and join them up. You know, I'm sure they've got lots of activities planned for the season ahead, maybe 
watching matches together, playing games together, playing uh, football matches together, you know. So I'm sure there'll be activities for from both these clubs, uh, maybe even opportunities to meet legends that come down to these shores. So you never know. So get in touch with these guys, Juventus Club Singapore, Juventus Club Malaysia. And it's me, Ras, now signing out. Bye, everybody. Azari, Pat, and Zaki. Thanks a lot for taking the time to speak to me and to our listeners this week. And uh, one last time, you want to say anything about Juventus? The title? Pino, Pino, the Pino, Pino, yeah, Pino. I just wait for that. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers. And goodbye. Okay. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.